So we're, we're continuing in our limud of the Torah of the Gra. Um, we're speaking today about the Gra and the Sugya of Bittal Torah. Could be next week we'll speak about the Baal Shem Tov and how some others understood the Sugya of Bittal Torah. But let me uh, let me begin by sort of framing it in the following in the following way. I, I, I think it is self understood that amongst the Rishonim and Achronim, they all took Talmud Torah very seriously. The Talmud Torah was something which was of primary importance. Despite that, even within Gedolei Torah that spent an enormous amount of time sitting there and learning, so there seems to be something unique about the Gra in terms of the quality and the intensity of his Hasmada. Stories about the Gra, we'll, we'll reference this later in what I think is a very beautiful insight, or fascinating insight, uh, of when the Gra's sister came to him after not seeing her for a long time, and, and the Gra only having, you know, maybe a couple words here or there, but, but not really sitting down and like, because he was learning a certain sort of attitude in terms of chashivas of, of, uh, of Talmud Torah, not, not to waste that much time. Maises of the Gra, the, the, the children of the Gra write in the Hakdama to the Bir Hagra and Shulchanara, the Gra would sleep two hours a night, two hours a day max, never more than a half hour straight, something along those lines. He was always sitting there and he was, and he was sitting there and learning in a very, very intense and focused kind of a way. We're speaking here not about the Gra's mastery of Torah, but rather the Gra's pure intensity in terms of the amount of time that he learned. Even the, the, the Gra, it's not even so clear, different discussions and different Mesoras, how much Shi'urim the Gra even gave as opposed to sitting there and just really learning in a very, very intense way entirely on his own. They say in Misa once, I'm, I'm, it's not different versions, I think, of it, but one of the versions or I think, if I remember correctly, one of the versions is the Gra was once sitting there with a couple of people, and he saw a non-firm Jew on Shabbos, like the equivalent of, like, you know, driving in a car on Shabbos and uh, while smoking or whatever, you know, and violating Alam Lachas, and the Gra looked at him and he says, oh, look at that Bittal Torah. Meaning, so they said back to him, and they said, well, you know, there are other Yisurim he's also violating. So the Gra said, at least the way it's important sometimes, it's true. Is violating all those Yisurim. Lemaisa, though, it's important to understand that a non-from Jew doesn't only get punished for those big Yisurim, he also gets punished, you know, even for, even for the Bittal Torah while he was doing those Averas. Now, be that as it may, I don't think it's coincidental, at least in the way the version is often said over, that the one sin he was identifying, like, he saw that guy, he's like, Bittal Torah. Like, it, 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 he viewed the world through the prism of a certain kind of intensity in Bittal Torah, and the Gra is often, therefore, associated with a particular sort of orientation towards Chashivas HaTorah, the power of Torah. In fact, the Gra's, I think, most famous uh, Talmud, Reb Chaim Velazhner, in Nefesh HaChayim, the most famous of Reb Chaim Velazhner's writings is the Sefer Nefesh HaChayim. The most famous section within Nefesh HaChayim is Shardalit. Shardalit is a section which gets learned most frequently. And there it's really about Chashivas HaTorah. It, it's describing the significance and the importance of Torah. So the Gra, again is like, like, like all of the people, I guess, who have Tzvarim in this room right now, the Gra obviously valued Torah, but the Gra's intensity, again, we're not talking about just how good he was in learning. The Gra's intensity and focus in learning was something that in many ways was unparalleled, something that was incredibly, incredibly unique. So what I want to try to do today, and again, as we next week, hopefully we'll speak about other Mahalchem on, uh, on, on Bittal Torah, but uh, the, 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 the Gra's approach to Bittal Torah, to just talk about two things. A bit of introduction to the sugya generally, to speak a little bit about what the Gruff thought generated Bittal Torah. Why is it Lemaisa people don't learn as much as uh, as much as they probably should, 
And then we'll make, I guess, three suggestions in terms of why for the gra, what was it about Hashivas HaTorah that was so important? There are more than three, but we'll note at least three of the uh, reasons why Talmud Torah was so incredibly critical. But as follows. Let's begin like this. In general, in Chazal, without a doubt, uh, Talmud Torah is a unique mitzvah. The Mishnah, Mesechas Peya, and Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, the Mishnah tells us very, very famously that Talmud Torah, Kneget Kulam, that Talmud Torah is the equivalent of all of the mitzvot we've quoted many times in the past, that it seems in Lashon HaRambam that even though there are many mitzvot that are shakal Kneget Kolha mitzvot, Tzitzit is the equivalent of all mitzvot, and Shabbos is the equivalent of all mitzvot, and Yisrael is the equivalent of all mitzvot, all in different Mamari Chazal, that when we say it about Talmud Torah, we just mean it a bit more intensely. When we say it about Talmud Torah, we mean it, Talmud Torah is mamish, Kneget Kulam, Talmud Torah is this unbelievable mitzvah that has this unique status. Because of the importance of Talmud Torah, so very understandably, we can understand the severity of Bittal Torah. The more that Talmud Torah itself is incredibly chashev, the more that it'll be pashut that those who don't learn, that the absence of learning is going to come with an element of, of severity when a person is not learning. Now the precise Hagdara of Bittal Torah likely doesn't mean whenever there's a moment and you're not learning, if I go to breakfast today, it's not called Bittal Torah, presumably it means, at least a simple pshat, in moments of a chiv of Talmud Torah, which may be very expansive, if I'm not maximizing that particular chiv, we spoke in the past more about pinning it down, but on some level it reflects a neglect of Talmud Torah. So the severity of Bittal Torah becomes very clear. There are three Ma'amari Chazal I'd like to just identify, that identify the severity of Bittal Torah. One of the reasons why we're starting with Ma'amari Chazal and Psukim is a lot of the Graz Machshava, if you pay attention to different Bali Machshava, many of them work off of different sort of Sfarim in developing their ideas. The, the Maral develops a lot of his ideas based on the Gadata. There are other Sfarim that a person could look at. A person looks at writings that come out nowadays. Maybe you have certain Sfarim that come out that are, you know, Rabdavikon from Chevron has, has a lot of Sfarim on on the Moedim and things like that. So Ravdavikon, a lot of his, his Torah, he said, what's it based on? You said, a lot of it's based on the Torah of the Gra. Then <coughs> people work off of different ideas. The Gra, a lot of his writing works off of Gemara, works off of Mamari Chazal, and also works off Sukkim. The Gra, a lot of his, the depth of his insight comes from, from those particular sources, again, with a lot of other things also. But there are three Mamari Chazal that indicate the severity of Bittal Torah, all of which are on some level uh, in varying degrees of intense. The Gemara and Shab is perhaps the most intense, Tan Rabbanan, that the reason why children die sometimes is because of the sin of Nidarim. <coughs> and I guess their parents, father, is, is, is not as careful in the world of Nidarim. Chazal speak with a lot of severity about people who make Nidarim and are not Mekayim them. So, Ba'avon Nidarim. But then, Yehuda Hanasi Omer, Ba'avon Bittal Torah. So, Ba'avon Bittal Torah, Banim Mesim. That's a very intense line. The sin of Bittal Torah generates a need, it creates a reality in which children pass away. The Gemara in Tainus on Davzayin is another Gemara here, speaking about the severity of the severity of Bittal Torah. The Gemara in Tainus is speaking about the importance of rain. Rain in a particular economy, so I, I don't know if we feel the feelings of drought the same way, but certainly in time of Chazal, the absence of rain, rain was necessary to be able to ha- make sure you would have food. Rain was a basic fundamental requirement in terms of your ability to have what you need to have. So Gemara says, the reason why it stops raining, and Chazal institute a lot of fasts over the absence of rain. That's what Mesechah's Tainus is about, a lot of fasts over the absence of rain. So, 
because of a lack of significance, a lack of value of real Torah, people are neglecting certain Torah obligations. That is what generates the need for the rain to stop. And then we have a Gemara in Brachos on Dapei, which is a Gemara that we'll quote later for as far as the Gra's interpretation of this Gemara. But the Gemara is a little bit of a famous Gemara, and the Gemara also highlights the extent of the Torah is a problem. Amar Rav of if I see that Yisurin are coming upon me, I see there's a hardship or a challenge, the appropriate thing to do is to examine one's actions. To examine one's actions. What happens if Pishpes Vilomatsa? What if you're examining your actions and you can't find anything? Now, I think as Rashi points out, it doesn't mean that you're examining your actions and you find and discover that you are a tzaddik. I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. That would be ridiculous. Rather, the simple, what Rashi seems to say is, it means I'm looking at my sins and I can't find a sin that based on my understanding is so severe that it would warrant the yisurin that I am currently experiencing. That there is something just very, very heavy about these particular yisurin and it's, an, and it's hard to believe that this sin would be worthy of it. So then, what do I do if I examine all of my all of my sins and I can't find anything? So the Gemara says, what do you do? Yitle, I should assume that the reason why I have a problem is because of Bittal Torah. So I first look to see if I did any Averas. But I don't find any Averas, so then I can, that, then, then I can assume that it's because of Bittal Torah. What this Gemara seems to essentially be establishing is that if a person sees that they are having a difficult time, if a person discovers that there are Yisurin coming upon them, I look at all Averas. But if I don't find an Avera that is severe enough, simple pshat, the next step is probably it's a function of Bittal Torah. Even though Bittal Torah is also an Avera. So I look at everything, and I'm like, I can't find anything, assume it's a, a Bittal Torah does it. Meaning at some level, the Gemara says, okay, what if we can't find Bittal Torah? Fine. But on some level, Bittal Torah seems to be unique as far as Averas, that it becomes, even once you've examined all your Averas, like, assume it's really Bittal Torah. Bittal Torah is unique in terms of what generates Yisurin to come on top of a person. So what we want to focus today is the following. There are many questions. In a Halachashir, the question is, what's called Bittal Torah? What's my Chiv of Talmud Torah? What's called Bittal Torah? In a halacha shir, we'd be magdir in terms of also bittel Torah bikamas, bittel Torah be'echas, what's called qualitative bittel Torah, that the times you could be learned in a deeper way because of how you define bittel Torah. For the gra, I want to understand what generates bittel Torah. Why is this the case? Why aren't people learning the way that they should be learning? Why, why, why is it happening? Why is a guy sitting there, and I'm pretty motivated, pretty dedicated, but for some reason, there is something that's going on that prevents me from being able to, eng- to en- engage in Torah the way I should be. And then we'll speak about, I think, in the Quran, three indications or three places in which one can understand why Bittal Torah is such a big deal. So let's go as follows. There is a Pasuk in, in Mishlei. There's a Quran in Mishlei. It's in Perak Aleph, Pasukim Chavbeis to Chav Gimel. It's a very, very, uh, it's a very uh, interesting Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Ad Masai Pisayim. Ad Masai Pesayim says the Grammys as follows: Until what point should Bnei Adam hamisrachkin atzman min haTorah, who machmas shlosha inyanim? Says the Grah, there are three reasons why people don't engage in serious Talmud Torah the way they should. 
This, by the way, is interesting. Since people like the Gra, we would assume wouldn't have the practical insight. The Gra is going to give three things that take place. Harishon, Machbas, Shenispasu Biyitzram, Lelech Achar Ta'avas Olam Hazah. That I'm very much engaged in Taivas in this world. I like this world. So I'm engaged in a lot of Taivas. Visovrim Shazehu Be'etzem Tov. I think that the things I'm engaged in are, are fundamentally okay. And this will always be okay. These things are not the biggest, are not the biggest deal at all. That's one, is typhus. Okay, I have typhus. My typhus prevent me from being able to engage in serious learning because I'm engaged in other things. Vihasheni, this one I think is actually like a, this is a good one. Machmas shechafetzim ledaber dvarim betelim af she'in bazehanas olam haza. Mikomakom humasok etzlam. They like stam wasting time in conversation. We're not talking about conversations that are a function of taiva. That was the first thing. People like stam hacking. And they like talking about things that are just dvarim betelim. And these are things that are, there's no like objective hana in this world. It's not like a taiva for meat and a person gets a good piece of meat. Or a taiva for arayos and a person engages in arayos. It's that. It's just a taiva for like, it seems like it's so gishmak to have this kind of conversation. And says a girl, like, it's very sweet for that person. It's like very sweet, like it's enjoyable. And it doesn't feel as bad as the first option. The first feels a little bit more lowly. Vahashlishis, and the third reason why people don't learn is because kasha alehem. Because it's hard. Because Gemara learning is challenging. They would love to be into learning, it's just hard. It's like if you ask a person a question sometimes, he's about, he's, he's saying, I, I want to get more into learning. If you ask the guy, like, if there was a pill that you could take, and as a result of taking that pill, you would love Torah, would you take that pill? For sure I would take that pill. But getting to that point, and the hard work that's involved, even once you get to that point, that's very, very heavy. The girl was clocking, you know, 20 hours a day, whatever, of learning, even once he knew, cult or kula, whatever way that means, I, on levels I can't even fathom. That, that whatever that is, there's something about it being very, very hard. And when I see it's not clicking early, it's not clicking well, it's very, very hard, I'm learning a Balamor, and like it's just it's not working, I'm learning a Ramban and Muhammad, and like, what does that line mean? First of all, I don't know. But secondly, so then, uh, so then I, just, I, just, I just stop. I just stop. I don't see it working the same way. So it says the Gra, that's how the Gra reads, reads the Pasuk. And then he says, so what's the answer? So in Pasuk Gimel, For each of the three people, there is a particular piece of advice for what they have to do or what the orientation would be to get more into learning. Those who follow their taivas, so we tell them, you have to, we have to not be scared of embracing a kind of musr that's going to call you out, a certain kind of rebuke that's going to identify in a real way what are those taivas. And now we have to stop listening to them. It's like the, the mushroom, you know, sometimes like I think if you are, uh, if uh, I'll give you an example. I hope this example is, is okay. Let's say you're in a particular kind of a high school context. And the topic is going to be a topic of like Shomer Nagia. Fine. So if you're giving a Chabura to high school kids or you're a high school Rebbe, Shomer Nagia is a complex topic to talk about. On the one hand, Many people in the room want to hear you talk about it. It's like a funner kind of a topic. It's like, it's like in a realm that's like a little bit more engaging. On the other hand, no one wants it to be too strong or too intense. If we could have like a light haka about the topic that's not personally threatening in a scene where people aren't so mockbit, that's all good. 
But no one wants to hear, like, let's go. To hear something which challenges a particular type that you have, so naturally we get defensive about it. Naturally, we're not as open to hearing it. So therefore, we, you know, we, we pull back a little bit. We pull back a little bit. So that's the gra. That's the gra. That that's that's one way of handling it. Okay. What about the chavad? Is just like it's not chavad on hot. They just like hawk all day. Halatzon, like 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 a certain kind of like, not even like high quality substantive hawk. That's what the gemara vodas zara calls calls sichas tamichamim. That's already something which is a chashav thing to learn from the way that they have conversations can be very very valuable. Here we're talking about utter and complete, utter and complete narishkeit. So what is uh what, what what's the deal with them? What's the deal with them? So says the Gra, sometimes it's like this like very powerful thing. I just I love doing that. Like you're with the Chavrusa and you just love like just like talking about nothingness. This is a Yisod Gadol in Machshava. Whenever you do anything in this world, says the Gra, the Rabbonu Shalom sends the Koach down to give you more Koach to do that same activity going forward. And that ruach, that 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 koach from Shemayim is only comforted when when it gets its fix. So if I do something, the Torah, I, I, I get from Shemayim a little bit of extra koach, and then I only feel okay once I fulfill that particular koach. What's pshat and chazal that mitzvah goreres mitzvah vera goreres vera very pasha says the gra. When you do a mitzvah, the Rebbe Shalom sends out a koach to mechazik you to do more of what you just did. Because Baruch Hu is you. If I take one step, he's mechazik me. Gives a certain koach there. Once I've done one mitzvah, I get more into the mitzvahs, and therefore I have more koach, making it easier to do more mitzvahs, because I have something comes from Shemayim that tells me, okay, do more, do more, do more. When a person, Rachman al-Islam, does in Avera, in Avera, so the Avera pushes me, there's a certain koach that comes down, which is misayeya me, which leads me to do more avera, which by avera, goreres, avera, one avera, now there's more koach that's coming from Shemayim to push you to do more avera. Says the Quran in a way which is a little bit intense. So he says as follows. dvar avera shehi gedola, gam haruach haba mimena hi gedola. Says the Quran, the bigger the avera, the bigger the power that comes down, the spirit, the, the koach that comes from Shemayim, comes down to mechazek you to like, be there until you do that Avera again and it gets its fix. So with big mitzvahs, big mitzvahs you do, there's more koach that comes down, it's to do more mitzvahs. Now parentheses, you could argue it's not fair. Why is that the case? I made one mistake and there's more koach than more mistake. So the answer is, I don't know and it doesn't matter. It seems to be a fact, so says the gra. That the more I do mitzvahs, the more that it pushes me. So he says as follows, the greatest mitzvah of all mitzvahs is Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is the greatest of the mitzvahs. Ve'ule hefech dvarim b'terim v'leitzanis. Tzeu hefech ha-Torah. So if Talmud Torah is going to get kulam, so the more that I learn, the more that I get koach for Torah to be even easier for me. And sometimes, again, it's a journey and it's very hard, but the more that I learn, I invest a lot of hours, so then the experience itself sometimes becomes much easier. Parentheses, he doesn't mean that like, you know, in the middle of a chorus man, every day is easier than the previous, is, 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 you know, easier, easier than the previous day. It means kichlal, over time, in developing in a particular way, you will be able to get more into it. It says the graph, the reverse is true also. When a person is, is engaged in bitl Torah, even if it's about things, says the graph, that are not objective, well-defined taivas. It's not like the whole world gets why, like, the hawk outside by a coffee room is so gishmak. 
Like, is it so good? If you were envisioning a scene of Bittal Torah, so you have it again in, in yeshivas, it's because, like, you know, by the coffee room, everyone's drinking, we don't have a coffee room, so Baruch Hashem, we don't have that problem. And we charge you for coffee, I know, okay, fine, get over it. So there's a, um, or not, I don't know, whatever. Some coffee's free. Some coffee's free, wonderful. So you have this uh, froth milk, it makes it all worthwhile. I'm just going to drink my coffee right now, but... Very good. Salted caramel from America that is very, it's very good. Taiva. That's why I need more of it every day. Says the uh, says the gra says the gra like this. But it, at kichlal it gets easier. But the reason why something is an object of taiva, why it can be so gishmak, is because there's more. Every time you do it, there's more kawach that comes down, encouraging you to be able to to be able to do it. That's part of the that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. So the way that I have to respond by that is is it's almost like someone has to change the dynamic. To change the dynamic, and to appreciate the fact that every time you sit down for a seder, every time says the gra, it may not manifest itself tomorrow, but over time, we're making that a little bit easier to be able to learn. And you can get to that point in life where where it's a day and you're not a, not able to learn. It's it's very frustrating. It's like you have this. They quote this mice about about different gedolims. Rebbe is a good example of it on the Moti Tishabav. I was I remember hearing this when I was already like in high school. That Moti Tishabav. This is Talmud Torah and Tishabav. So Moti Tishabav, so most people go to eat, so Lechonstein would sit in the base magic and he would learn. Uh, what's the shot that he would learn? Because there are several things that, 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 that are us that are on Tishabav. And depending on what you need your fix for right away, impacts whether you need to go right away to eat at Moti Tishabav. Or maybe at Moti Tishabav, what you really need is to learn. It's a Talmud Torah. i got to sit down. i got to learn. I couldn't open up a Babakama for the entirety of Tishabav. So now, like, you know, I remember once a, a friend told this to me, who's a good guy, a couple years older than me, a very firm guy. He said to me once, he said, it's an amazing thing when you get to the point where the Isra Talmud Torah and Tishabav is hard. To sit in the base madrash and to not be able to open a lot of this farm and learn seriously. It's like, you get to a point where like, that's hard. Like, I need my fix. That koach is present. That's, that's number two. The third, the third reason is because of people, says the Gra, Asher yisnu ha-Torah havana. They hate the Torah because they don't properly understand it. If Cook spoke a lot about that, Yisod. That a lot of the reason, a, a lot of the Torah that not from people hate sometimes. They think about Torah, I hate this, is because they haven't properly learned or understood what Torah really is, and therefore the frustration comes from there. So says the Gra. So says the Gra. And in that sense, even just the knowledge that this is what's there, that this is what's there, can give a person the chizuk to be able to know it's very hard right now. But my struggle is not that it's not good. My struggle is not that it's not valuable. My struggle is that I am not properly, uh, I have to just know, I have to work harder. But if you break your connection to taivas, and I do a couple mitzvahs that get the good energy going in a good direction, and I, and I know I can overcome the struggle, then once you can get over a certain kind of hump, and then you can develop a certain kind of love, a certain kind of love of Torah. Okay. That's the gras sort of dissecting what he thinks the challenges are and how you reject. But why is it such a big deal? So what? Bittal Torah. Why is it such a big deal? I don't know. All of these sui dorais are there. Skila is a big deal, especially if you add, just add the question, which won't fully address. But the punishment of Bittal Torah in Agadita is Ba'avon Bittal Torah Banim Mason. But Lemaisa, no one's chay of Misa for Bittal Torah. If a guy sees someone schmoozing during Seder, you walk over, by the way, I just want to give you Hasra, you violate it then, aid them are there. So there, there's no, I mean, now we don't have the punishment anyway, but there's no chay of Malchus. Presumably for Bittal Torah, there's no chiyuv in the same. So, what about Torah makes it so significant and such a big deal? 
So we're going to quote three Mahalchem associated with the Gra. One is a very famous comment of the Gra in the Shnos Elio. It's a commentary in Mesech The second is going to be a comment of the Gra in his, in his Sefer in Imre Noam, which is comment of the Gra in Mesech Brachos. And the third is going to be a little bit of a wild shot of Ravitch Meyer to explain the Gra's Chashivas HaTorah, which is, uh, which is, I like, you'll do what you want with it. Number one. The Gra in Shnos Eliyahu, which is the Gra's Shoshayah HaArach in Mesechas has a world-famous, world-famous line. The Gra speaking about that Mishnah of Talmud Torah Kula. And the Gra there is identifying the following phenomenon. He says, Talmud Torah, there's no minimum, there's no minimum amount and no maximum amount. That's based on the Mishnayas there. It says, what does it mean there's no minimum amount? The Ainla Talmud Torah Shilamata Lahoros. A person should love learning. Every single word of Torah that a person learns is an independent and separate mitzvah. And you can be yotze an element of obligation to each and every word. When you learn one daf of Gemara, you are Mekayim hundreds of mitzvos. Discussion the Chavaz Chaim invoked this grah sometimes. Part of the Isurim that a person may violate when they speak Lashon Hara. Maybe that's also Bittal Torah because you could have been learning then. Bittal Torah is like always like there in the background. But says the grah, because every single word that a person utters is an independent and separate mitzvah. Now, very brief uh, four-minute aside. The simple shot of what the Gra meant is what the Gra said, that every single word is an independent mitzvah of Torah. Rav Asher Weiss, in Mechelach uh, Baruch B'chokosai, I think it's a little bit well-known Rav Asher Weiss idea, that Rav Asher Weiss is convinced it's very hard for him to, to understand that that's actually the pshat. He says, it's very weird to say that, like, each independent word, the word vayomer, is a mitzvah in and of itself. Or when I just said the word itself, that that became like a mitzvah bifneyatzma. The gra, the Rebbe Weiss thinks the gra probably meant um, that he means kol inyan bifneyatzma. Every separate Torah idea, not like a developed idea, every separate Torah concept, every idea, that's its own mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And that's what he means by you get so many, so many different mitzvahs. I believe there are those who suggest, and maybe I'm wrong about this, that Yitachin is a chilek between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh. The Magen Avram, the Shulchan Harav speak about how are you Yotei Talmud Torah if I don't understand what I'm reading. Yotei Talmud Torah understand what I'm reading. And many Achronim, again, Magen Avram, I think in Simen Nun, Shulchan Harav talks about this, understand that in Torah Shabbat if you're reading Chumash and I have no idea what you're reading, that is still called the mitzvah of Talmud Torah because I'm engaging with objective Devar Hashem. Torah Peh, which is all basically oral, which is no inherent Kedusha the same way as Torah Shabbat, that I have to understand. So perhaps, a minimum, by Torah Shabbat, the Gura's idea is somewhat easier to understand, because every single word there is a Chefta Shel Torah from Rabboni Sha'ola. But be that as it may, however you want to calculate it, there is a massive amount of Talmud Torah. There are so many, so many mitzvahs. So what makes Talmud Torah such a powerful mitzvah? It's so many. Imagine that. You look, if Tzadik, Benoni, Rasha is about volume, of, there's, the volume is massive. And not as the value massive, but the weight of each one is also massive. Because it's Kneget Kulam. It's Shachar Kulam Kulam So Talmud Torah is the Gra here. The very, it's every single minute is that. Now, as some point out, this actually may come with a Kula. 
some Achorim suggest this is Pshat, let's the grother. And why by Talmud Torah there's less of a din of Osek mitzvah by Talmud Torah? That because it's very, very briefly. Because Osek means I'm busy in one mitzvah, so I, I can't stop that mitzvah to do something else. When it comes to Talmud Torah, you're never really Osek in Talmud Torah because every mitzvah is a new mitzvah. And therefore, it's not like I'm like continually Osek in Talmud Torah the same way. So I have to stop learning because now I have two mitzvahs and whatever. I shouldn't have said that. We'll get to the idea at a different time. Maybe. But I still want to spend that much time and then it's already... That's one mahalach. You know why Talmud Torah is awesome? You know why it's great? Because there are so many mitzvahs. By the way, think about it for a, for, for a little bit. What that means is, let's say a guy is learning in yeshiva, and he doesn't have a great day in yeshiva here. He doesn't have a great day. Say the guy, the guy wakes up, he wakes up late, he wakes up late, comes into morning theater around 10.30 or so, learns, talks a little bit, Taiva Salam Haza, 10.45, 10.45 to 11.40, he sits and he learns a little bit, goes out, goes for a little bit of a jog, comes back for sheer, sits through sheer, listens on and off for about half the time, takes a nap during the break, comes late to Musser, comes to Bikias, learns for about 45 minutes in Bikias. He then says, ah, chukslat, mm, I don't know, I don't know going to happen so much the same way. So he checks out, he goes back, he goes for a jog, comes back to Mariv. After Mariv, he goes for a 25-minute shear and he goes back to his room. Okay, that's not a great day as far as where people in this room are at, as far as their relationship, you know, in Yeshiva. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mitzvahs. Hundreds of mitzvahs. I say that not to give you chizuk if you want to have a bad Sunday. I, I, I say that in terms of just imagine what it is in a good day. It's, hun- it's thousands of mitzvahs that a person does. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Tzitzit has something similar in a different way. Uh, Bris Mila may have something similar in a different way. Bris Nigmar Masech's Menachos, I'm showing point out. But, but there's something about Talmud Torah, just the volume is, is, is unfathomable. That's one mahalach. Second mahalach is like this. Second mahalach is like this. This is the gra in the Imre Noam and Brachos and Hayam and Aleph, which is another function. Yitla, says, says, says the gra, let's understand this, this Gemara and Brachos again. If you have Yisurin coming upon you, assume it's because of an Avera. If I can't find an Avera, assume it's because of Bittal Torah. So ask the Mefarshim, isn't Bittal Torah also an Avera? Bittal Torah is like a big Avera. So why am I assuming it's Bittal Torah if I can't find an Avera? A lot of Mahalchem, Lev Shechaim has a shot in this, the Baal Shem has Mahalchem in this Gemara, a lot to talk about. But says the Gerard's file, Vizet Tamua, Vichy Zelo Nikra Avon? Isn't Torah also a sin? I looked for sins and find one. Okay, Bittal Torah. It's also a sin. Hachibirusha. If I am engaging in introspection and I don't find, I can't identify what the sin is, says the Grah, you know I'm looking at the Torah? I, you still are coming upon me. I'm like, I can't think of any sins that I did. So Gemara says, I think you should learn a little bit. Why am I learning a little bit? Not because of the inherent problem of Bittal Torah. But because one who doesn't learn, maybe you don't know all the sins that you're violating. You're like, I think I'm all good. And it's like, mm, not really. Not really. Like, uh, you have this sometimes. You have a Balchuva who's very committed. He's very committed. And, and anything he knows, he does. But he doesn't know everything yet. He's the beginning of his journey. So at that point, it's, it's the Bittal Torah is that he doesn't know what are the things that I'm doing that are right and what are the things that I'm doing that are wrong. So Bittal Torah for the Grah, part of it, again, there are multiple parts, but part of it for the Grah of Bittal Torah, part of the challenge is like, 
how do I know what I did wrong? That's a low amaaretz chasid. If I if I don't know enough, I can't be too righteous because I don't know what I'm doing is right or wrong. I try hard, but I don't know. So for the gra, one issue with bittel Torah is that bittel Torah is so many mitzvahs. The second one is I need to know it in order to know what to do, or otherwise I could mess up all the time, and that could be a massive, massive problem. I want to share a third mahalach as follows. It seems though like the gra had like a particular intensity about bittel Torah. Akdekach, not going to quote David Kamenetsky, who I believe is the son of Shmuel Kamenetsky. Uh, one of the great experts in Kisve Hagra, wrote an article in Yeshurin all about how the Baltanias' uh, response to the Misnagdim about Talmud Torah, how Talmud Torah for the Gra may have been one of the big uh, pieces of why the Gra opposed Chasidus related to their relationship to Talmud Torah. The Gra again viewed the world in many ways through through Talmud Torah. He's pointing out the Gra points out in the Biur in their Gadas in in the uh, in, in their Gadas in Megillah that it could be that Amali comes with the Bittal Torah. A lot of things about the Torah, but as follows. Statement called Nishmas and Chadasin. That's a Torah of Richard Meyer that they wrote up. Richard Meyer Morgenstern, one of the great Mekubalim of our generation, one of the great Tamil Cham of our generation, a fascinating, fascinating person. Mamish fascinating. We can speak about him for a long time, and we have in the past. Uh, Richard Meyer, this Sefer, so they, they basically write up anything he ever says. It's unbelievable. It's prolific. Like thousands of pages a year come out of Torah of Richard Meyer. So this is a recording from the Sefer Mishchat in, in, in Parshlecha of Bahalicha Lebeso B'tzafra D'Shapsa. What the conversation was like on the way back from Shul on Shabbos morning. This is like really, really intense. It's like unhealthy intensity recording everything that a person ever says. I'm messing around. Just messing around, you know, with that. No, it's very intense. No, with... Uh, uh, I'm looking at the Sefer there. There's a... Uh, it, it happens to be no, of course. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The, the the intensity with which because this is the gemara. This is the gemara of Zara before. Even the sikhas chulin to me comes in chizak. Everything which gemara does is it's cheshbend out has an explanation. And the Torah that they have in those conversations are are unbelievable, are unbelievable. So they're walking back, and and someone you know he's talking about. Someone, he 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 quoted this uh, the ma'isia du of the gra after he hadn't seen his sister for a very long time. He spoke to her like for like you know a couple words. He's like, "Okay, I go back to learning now." I went right back into learning. And so I was like, "What's the shot with that Misa? What's the shot with that Misa?" So Richard Meyer quoted the explanation of the Balasulam. The Balasulam was one of the great Mikubalim, translated, explained a lot of Zohar. The Balasulam had a shot in the Gra as to why the Gra didn't speak that much to his sister when she when she came. It's a little bit of a wild. It's a little bit of a wild of a wild idea. He says Lichora. He asked the question in a very intense way, which is why was the why was the Gra even nervous about Bittal Torah? The Gra couldn't think about learning at the same time he was talking with someone about Gashmias. Ridiculous. Of course the Gra could do that. And the Gra holds in Shulchan Aruch and the Bira Gra. So in Memzayan, Yoti Talmud Torah through hear her B'tivrei Torah. So why couldn't he speak to her and at the same time be able to think of Torah? So Chaim Velazhner writes that Chaim that that can happen. People can get it that Madrega. So how come the Gra wasn't on that Madrega to do it? He says it's very odd. Like. You know, even up to the Torah level, like what's going on? He says over the following, the following shot, the following shot. Okay. Av Mavinu says about Sarah, Imrina Achosiat, Imrina Achosiat. Av Mavinu said about Sarah Imenu that she's my sister. Shmaya says it says in the pasuk in Mishlei, Emor Lechachma Achosiat, that Chachma Chachma can also be. 
Chachma can also be like a sister. Also be like a sister. What does it mean? So, he doesn't quote this. The Bishyakov Ishbetz describes the idea of Imri Na'achosi, that their husband-wife relationship is very, very close. It's very, very close. But the husband-wife relationship, as close as it is, it has an end. A guy could give a get, the marriage could end. A sibling relationship is permanent. There's nothing you could do to separate a sibling relationship. That's why Beis Yaakov explains an unbelievably beautiful shot that Avram says to Sarah, Imri na achosi tell you're my sister. What he's saying to Sarah Imenu is, we're about to go to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is very, very complicated. And we have to up the quality of our relationship now to be so close that our relationship is not just like husband and wife, but our relationship is even a relationship like sibling. Our, our, our relationship is a relationship of, of intense, intense closeness. The sibling relationship is very powerful. I believe I heard that before when I was a senior in high school. It was Parshas Vayera. This week's Parsha. I have to check if this is true. Parsha Vayera, when I was uh, a senior in high school, I believe that, I have to figure out this, I think this is true, that both, they had that Shabbos, I was in the five towns for Shabbos, and that Shabbos, Rabbi Benevitz and Rabbi Kamenetsky had a joint something, a joint Shalom Zacher and something. Possibly they have two kids around the same age, any, any like... No, 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 they are brothers-in-law. Uh, but but are they but are they I think they have kids and it's two they shared an event in Ish Kodesh. So Weinberger spoke spoke there on Friday night. So Weinberger quoted this shot about the koach of siblings of the of the Imrina Chosiat that that they're so close that they're mamish like like what? So what's Chachma Achosiat? So I think the pshat is when the Pasuk is Mishlei, you should say the Chachma Achosi. It means your relationship to Chachma should be so powerful. It's like a sibling relationship. It's like a sibling relationship. So said the Balasufim the following idea. We see a physical world. We see a physical world. In a, in a physical world, so the Gra has a sister who comes to visit him. It's a very high madriga, and it's not replicable, and we shouldn't do it. Fine. All the qualifications that are there need to be there. But, because we actually aren't this. But the Gra, the Gra is like this. A physical, a physical sister comes to visit. It's an amazing thing for us. It's a beautiful thing. I don't have a sister, but I imagine it would be, uh, it would be wonderful to have a sister. Not see, you don't see her for a long time, and you finally see her. It, it, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Okay. Much as there's a physical sister, there's also, in the Olam HaRuchni, a spiritual sister. Emer L'Chachma Achosiyat. The Gra has the equivalent of a sibling relationship with the world of Chachma. The girl has a sibling relationship in this world and a sibling relationship with the world, with the world of Chachma. He said to Balasulam, the girl is like this, listen, I get that my physical sister is here. I have another sibling that, 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 that's also with me, and that's the Emer L'Chachma, Achosiyat. My, my, my spiritual sibling, my relationship to Torah is like a sibling relationship. It's so close and so powerful, and that's the Ruchniyastika one. So he's saying to, the, to, to his sister, what he's saying is as follows. There's a chachma, which is shora on him all the time, which is also called my sister. That sister, that sister of chachma, is very needy, high maintenance. That sister needs me with her all the time. That's a, that's a sibling of chachma. So he says, To speak with my achosa hagashmis, I can't give up my achosa haruchmis. My, 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 my ruchniyistic uh, sister, I can't give up. It's a very high madriga. The gra was the gra. The gra was the gra. The gra in many ways did things at times that, the, that any standard balmusser would tell you, like, if your sister, you know, this is like, like, when your sister comes and you haven't seen her for a while, like, 
please say hello and how are you and have a conversation. You know, like, okay, the grub was on a madriga. I think, I think it's, a, it's an amazing idea. Also, I find it cute to quote Richard Meyer in a shir, but the grub, it's, whatever, it's nice. But, uh, but I think that that uh, at least reflects a particular kind of a malachan idea. So we saw that sugya of Bittal Torah is a very, very big sugya. It's a very big sugya. And the grub was uniquely makbed on Bittal Torah in his own life, the intensity with which he learned. And the Gra understood that there are three causes of Bittal Torah. Too much involvement in physical taiva, being too into like hak and the power that that, 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 that has, as well as the third idea, which is, um, which is it's hard, it's hard. And to overcome those three things suggested the Gra. Why is it so significant? We noted three things. One, one, because there's so many mitzvahs. Every time you learn, hundreds and hundreds of mitzvahs. Number two, we get hundreds of mitzvahs. Second mahalach is because, says the Gra, and that Gemara and Brachas, if I'm not learning, I'm not going to know all the other Averas I'm doing. So I have to learn to know what to do. And the third, this, this idea from the Baal Sulem that Richard Meyer quoted, because there's something about Torah which a person can develop an intimate, almost permanent sibling-like relationship with. And that relationship and that shaykhus is one that cannot be removed. It is one that is so powerful and so real that for the Gra, it was like, Gra was, it was mamish, like so extreme in that particular sense. What I want to learn next week are other perspectives on Bittal Torah. Um, other perspectives on Bittal Torah, hopefully. And we're trying to learn the Gra, but to put it in context of other Bali Machshav also. So, Ezra Shem, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the plan. Okay, a couple things.